Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and we're live. Hello, it's Melinda Klumst. How are you doing today? We are here live with Diane Kelly. She is the maven behind the Soul Fire Woman. Thank you, Diane, for joining us today. Thank you, Melinda, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay! Yeah, yay, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to know, we're just going to dive on in. Okay. Soul Fire Woman, a woman, how did you get started with this? Uh, Soul Fire Woman, actually, uh, how I get started with a lot of things is they're basically downloaded. And so through meditation, mostly, um, I get these intuitive hits. And that one came through really strongly. And it just felt so right and so perfect and so right on. And I just went with it. Oh, I like that. So you're listening to that intuition. We're going to have to talk later about meditation because for me, my mind is chattering like a million miles a moment, but we'll save that for another time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, now, did this coincide with your work? Because you are a, uh, you do have some credentials behind your name as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a psychotherapist by training and I've, I've done that most of my adult life and I've just added um, coaching and uh, mentorships. Um, and so Soul Fire Woman is really a product of, of working with women most of my life and witnessing and seeing the healing path that happens and the spark that creates that. And just the, um, the moment, I call it the moment of reckoning, mm -hmm. when that piece of yourself is burning so strongly that you have to move toward the light. You have mm -hmm. to follow it, right? So that's, that's, being, that's going towards your authenticity. Oh, I like that. I like that. Now, sometimes I think that we as women fail to be authentic. Really, we might gravitate towards what maybe the newest fad or maybe somebody that we are in a relationship with will start mirroring what they like rather than doing what we like to do or want to do. Have you seen that as a case? That, that's the basis and the way I start out my book really is that our authenticity has been hijacked by... <laughs> our roles, society rules, relationships, and then, you know, all the events that happen in our lives, divorce, mm -hmm. children, trauma, um, and we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. And so, um, th yeah, that's, that's who we're looking for. And it's not that we're creating who we are, it's we're remembering who we are. Mm -hmm. And like so, that. right? So yes. there's that that um, flame within you that you've had from the beginning of life, and that's who you are, and that never changes. And so it's it's just finding that. 
spark again. And there's a lot sometimes we have to clear, a lot of healing maybe that has to happen to get that inner freedom. Um, but it's exciting, right? Yes. To find the woman you were always meant to be. Yes, yes, because so so often we get, um, I was Matt, Jessica, Alex, and Calvin's mom. I was never Melinda. Right, you right, know, right, was, right. Yes, right. Yes. Or right. the Girl Scout leader or, or whatever. It was, yes. So how can we start to find that, that girl again, that woman again? Well, at one of my first journal prompts that I ask you is, who am I? Who am I? And so a lot of times women will respond in their roles, right? In their obligations. And then you go back and say, who am I really? So you keep putting the, like, who am I really, really? And you keep going just that little bit deeper, a little bit deeper till you get the role. Okay. So now should we like second guess ourselves? Because I know you mentioned intuition. And sometimes I know when I hear that little voice, I might just blow it off. Should we just keep writing the first thing that comes out of our pen? Abs oh, absolutely. Okay. No censoring. Um, grammar doesn't matter. Spelling doesn't matter. Punctuation. Um, just put your pen to paper and whatever comes out, comes out. And you may write the sky is blue. And I think it should be purple. It may I like something that doesn't have anything to do with the question, you may think. Mm -hmm. But as you go, there's there's something you switch from your conscious to your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And oh. right. So but the key is you have to write as fast as you can without thinking for oh. a, a limited period of time, like five or ten minutes. Okay. So if someone's just starting out, should they start out slow, like five minutes? Five, 10 minutes? Yeah, five minutes. Okay. Now, yeah. do you review all this afterwards or do you wait like until the next week or at the end of the month? Uh, for that, it's called a five minute writing sprint. And okay. um, usually what happens for me and for a lot of people is you will surprise yourself. Within that five minutes, you're going to have some sort of aha moment or you're going to write something that came out of seemingly nowhere and it'll make you pause and you'll say oh okay well that surprised me and so you you base you get your answer right there and that will give you some insight that will spark something um it may even give you another journal prompt like you may think oh let me write five minutes about that Ooh. So, oh, that sounds almost exciting. I want to do that myself. <laughs> I know. As soon as we get off this uh, call, you're going to do your five minute writing sprint. Right? <laughs> I, I, you normally just write. I don't, and it's been a while since I've done that, but normally I just write. I haven't used journal prop, prompts yet. Is okay. that something just to get you engaged? Yeah, journal prompts, yes, they direct you in a way. Okay. Uh, and it's different than stream of consciousness writing. So you're you're setting a direction and an intention. Okay. Um, so you can ask yourself a question or you can make a statement. And it has to be something that really is heartfelt, that resonates with you, that you really want an answer to. And, you know, it it can't be something like, what, what do I need to do today? Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be more like, 
you know, what is my heart telling me to do today? You know, what does my heart say about this day? Uh, and and then you put the pen to paper and you write as fast as you can for five minutes without thinking. Oh, I like that. I really do. I'm going to have to do that myself. <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay. So it's probably one of the single most important tools that I use, that I share, that I have other people do in therapy all the time. Okay, so this isn't just like for your, like what I'm going to pick out to wear today. It's something more deeper than that. It's where am I going to go with my life? Like you had mentioned, what am I going to right. business-wise? This is something to look, I don't know, look forward to. It's a kind of exciting. Right. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, you can, your imagination is the limit to what you can ask yourself. But it's a, if it, it's a way of getting into your heart and getting into your subconscious in five okay. easy minutes. So, right. So if a lot of people, a lot of times what I hear is people say they, um, they don't have time to journal. So you can show them in five minutes what can happen. And everybody has five minutes. Everybody does. Just get off the social media. Well, not right now. Right. Watch this. Finish watching right. this. Right. <laughs> right. Now, how do you know it's you? You're actually you're tapping into that, not just that I'm just putting things on the paper that I want to hear. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, I think there's an element of trust there. And uh -huh. I I uh, I think it's intuition how intuition, one, one of the ways your intuitive side helps you because writing fast engages the left side of your brain. And so while you're writing fast, the right side of your brain can send you certain messages and the right side is your intuitive side. So it's your intuition. And then you can have a whole discussion about intuition. You know, some people feel intuition is the voice of God. Some people think it is the higher self coming through, um, you know, a higher consciousness. And so there's an element of trusting that okay. and going with it. Oh, good. Because I would definitely want to pray over that before I start, because I don't want to like channel anybody. Oh, you won't channel anybody. <laughs> okay. I don't no, know how you know, that works. Okay. You know, you know, it's right when you feel it in your heart. Okay. Okay. And, you know, when you, you kind of get a full body sensation, a heartfelt sensation, when you, when, when it lands, when whatever you're writing lands and you go, that's right, that, that's right. Yeah. Well, what do you do with yourself? So once you've got all of this written down, mm -hmm. what do you do with that little voice inside your head that says, that still maybe is the naysayer that says you can't do that. You don't have enough money. You do, you aren't pretty enough, or you don't have the skills to do whatever it is you wrote down on the paper. So how do you kind of squash down that inner voice that might still say, no, you can't do that? Uh, well, what I would do would be have a dialogue with her. Okay. And I would write, I would write back and forth mm -hmm. two parts. Um, and, I mean, there's just a lot of different ways to work to work through that. But I mean, you'd really have to figure out who is really sending that message. Mm -hmm. 
Like what voice is that? What what self is that coming from? Okay. Is that the scared self, the child self, the little girl self, um, the the hurt self, you know, like so you have to figure some of those things out. So, you know, it's not as easy as just negating the thought okay. or saying stop or whatever. Uh -huh. It helps to figure out where it's coming from, what part of yourself is it's coming from. Okay. Okay. So there might be a little bit of soul work you got to do there too. Absolutely. If you're that. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, I'm reading in a lot of the, new self-help books out there i sometimes i feel like they're shouting at me you know do do this do this do this do this and i think well if it were that easy we would have all we would have all done it by now so right. like and i feel like the soul work the healing work that's what's missing <laughs> and so that's that's what i do in my book is i really i i take my own healing journey and I hope that you will see yourself in that heal and he healing journey and then heal right along with me. So I provide the tools to do that. Oh, I like that. I and do. I do. So yeah. I like that you're helping others because that's we do need that. We need a lot of healing, especially as women. We really do. Well, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's the step that's skipped all the time. Okay. I really do. Okay. Now, what else can we learn? It in my book. Yes. Sure. Okay. Well, the the book is called um, Soul Fire Woman: How to Torch Your Past, Ignite Your Present, and Set Your Soul on Fire. Um, and so, it's really the uh, I call it the heroine's journey and the woman's path to healing. So. You know, the heroine, the myth of the heroine really is we're going along just fine and everything's, you know, perfect. And then all of a sudden it's not, you know, whatever happens, the floor drops beneath you. And then you're, you're plunged into the depths of figuring out what to do and how to heal and awareness and, and, that's when wisdom starts and you start gathering all that wisdom, right? So that's, that's the heroine's uh, healing path. Um, but really, so I divided it into basically torching your past, igniting your present and setting your soul on fire. And then what I did after each, at the end of each chapter is I put spiritual lessons, psychological truths, and then the how-tos, the steps of working through uh, whatever the chapter's talking about. So, yeah. Nice, that is very nice. Yes, I like the idea of torching your past. I do have to say that I would like to torch certain parts of my past for sure, definitely. <laughs> I think a lot of us would like to, yes. Well, I, I feel like, you know, Torching is, you know, it's like a controlled burn in a in a forest. You you need to clear out some of that undergrowth for new growth to come up. And so, and everything is energy. And so you're transforming something into something else. 
And uh, yeah, that's that's really the idea behind torching. It, it's not that it's going you're ever going to get rid of it forever, but you're going to transform it and transmute it and use it in a different way, so that it can you know it adds to your authenticity. <laughs> right back, you know, right full circle you know, there. Right, okay. how you know who you really are. Oh my goodness. Now what other tools can we use besides the journaling? Uh, well, I mean, I talk about a lot, a lot of different uh, ways of healing. Some of them might be a little bit too involved to kind of talk about here, but meditation is one of them. Okay. Um, and that's as I mentioned, I am the chatter in my mind. I just can't seem to get it quiet. I've sat quietly. I've even tried the meditation apps and those don't seem to work for me. I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I don't know. If maybe I'm just abnormal. No, I think you're perfectly normal. I, I think um, your mind is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Okay. So you have two minds, you have your thinking mind and you have the, the mind, the part of you that watches and witnesses. Hmm. Have you ever had that kind of experience where you can kind of step outside of yourself and kind of watch yourself do something? Yes. Okay, yes. so that, that's the mind you want to cultivate. Okay. And the other mind is just, it's like your little hard drive computer. It's doing what it's supposed to do. So you're never going to not think. Okay. Right. So when, when you meditate, it's just, um, you know, you can do things like imagining your thoughts going down a stream. I'm sure you've probably read about a, a number of these things. Mm -hmm. And then the moment you realize you try not to follow them. You know, you, the idea is to let them go. Okay. Inevitably, you'll latch on to one <laughs> and you'll find yourself, you're, you're thinking about it. And uh -huh. then that moment you say, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Well, that's, that's being mindful because you caught yourself, right? Okay. And then you just, you just you let that go and you start again. And you just keep beginning again and again and again. Some it helps a lot of times to label the thought. Like it oh. could be worry, finance, stress, children, relationship, whatever. But when you put a label on it, it helps to let it go just a little bit easier. You know what? For me, it's it's and it's probably a good thing. I'm usually more thinking, oh, I didn't make the bed, or oh, I've got dishes in the sink. It's it's not anything really heavy. It's mm -hmm. just Oh, the house needs to be cleaned or something. That's yeah. So just say chores. Yeah, chores okay. and let it and let it go. And what what happens is in the beginning when you meditate, you, you will have no space in that gap. Like you'll find your mind going all the time. But okay. as you do it more, that gap widens. So you'll have more time in between when you get lost in your thoughts. Okay. Right. And so, and I say start out five minutes, not anything that's not doable, you know, five minutes. And, and another way to do that is we call it candle gazing. Mm -hmm. So just looking at the flame of a candle and trying to focus on that okay. instead of, you know, any other kind of thing. Okay. I'm going to have to try this. I'm excited. Yeah. 
I got two new things to try. Yeah, so you know, they they seem simple, the journaling and the meditation. Um, right. Simple in concept, not really simple to do. Um, but they are so, so powerful in the scheme of things. So, you know, we're talking about intuition and I'm a person that once I figured out how important intuition is, it's like my primary way to make decisions. And so I can, what I do is I feel it in my body. So another thing you can do are body scans, what we call body scans. And you go from head to toe and you just close your eyes and you, you say, okay, how does the top of my head feel? What am I feeling in my forehead? You know, my ears and all the way down through your body. And what you'll notice is that your body has a lot of information and tells you a lot of things. It's just that we are so disconnected from that, that we don't listen. We don't pay attention at all. Right. No. Right. Uh, And so, um, doing regular body scans. And then you have, so let's just say you feel stress across your neck or tension across your neck. And then you say, okay, well, what's what's that about? Well, that could be a, about a bad pillow or that could be that you're scrunching your shoulders because you've got so much tension that you, you haven't released or figured out what it's about, you know? And so, yeah, so it's saying, okay, what what is that? What what are you trying to tell me? What do I need to know? And then you can even go back to your journal prompt. What are my, you know, shoulders trying to say to me? Okay, five minutes. Yeah. Wow, that is really deep. And now you could also do that. I know it's a little bit different subject too, but also um, when we talk about chakras and figure out because I've heard of that the body scanning in relation to figuring out which chakra is clogged. Mm-hmm and what's or slow or sluggish as well. Is that something similar you can do at the same time? Uh, Well, I talk about chakra cleansing, um, opening your uh, chakras. So let me think about that. Um, Yeah, you know, it probably does. I work in the same way because if I have a client and and they come in and they tell me a certain thing about their bodies, I do translate it into chakra language as they're talking. Mm -hmm. So I will say, okay, well, that part is connected to this part of the endocrine system and it's connected to these emotions, Mm -hmm. right? So the more you know about those seven energy systems, the more that tells you about your body and what's going on and your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health. I mean, it connects everything. Right. So, yeah. Right. And I only knew that myself from um, uh, at at the time of my own healing, I know I had a lot of throat issues, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. So I, I kind of figured that I lost my voice. Uh, mm-hmm. figuratively, and uh, I struggled to have a voice and felt so powerless not being not being able to use that voice. So that's kind of how I got started looking into chakras. I wasn't sure, no. but yeah, I, I noticed it was very important in my own healing in order to tap into that. That's exactly my experience, okay. exactly. So I, um, 
I, I think I was at age 40 when I had my pers personal growth spurt. <laughs> I was diagnosed with hyperthyroid and I had a goiter. Oh. And I instinctively knew it was because I had kept silent for so long. Okay. And I and I needed to find my voice. Oh. And and I went to the chakras too. And that's exactly what and that just catapulted me in all different directions. Okay. But I knew so like as women, I think we need to find our voice. We need to, you know, remember who we are and step back into our own identity. Oh, you hear our rooster? I know. <laughs> yeah, we have chickens, ducks, and roosters. I love that. I feel like that was just an exclamation point on what I was saying. <laughs> yes. Back to authenticity, exclamation point. <laughs> well, my little farm here has been very, very um, helpful in my own healing too. So in self-discovery and, and so on too. Oh, I thought. Yeah. You know, being yes. back in nature and in tune with the animals. And, yes. Yeah. Gardening, the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Grounding, so getting your, yeah, grounding. Yes. Your exactly. Feet in the dirt. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It was so important in my own healing. And so when, I was excited when you contacted me because it just seemed like right up my alley because I went through that actually more a transition right now trying to find myself I was in a 20 plus year marriage where it was anyway but now that I'm finding myself and I started my journey at 39 mm -hmm. and um, I'll be 50 next year so finding this 10 year journey right now has just been mm -hmm. amazing it's like a, a reawakening I'd like to say I've arrived but I'm getting there mm -hmm. and uh, just finding out these new things so I know with your help of, of these great tips that's definitely going to catapult me a lot further too so thank you well you're you're welcome and I think we could have written the same book <laughs> everything that you're saying is really something that I've experienced myself oh I'm sorry well, yeah I'm sorry we'll have to talk oh. about that on my other page another time oh yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sorry but no, let's no, go ahead and talk about your I consider coaching it I'm sorry what'd you say oh no no that's okay I wanted to say let's talk about your coaching and your mentorship then okay so really um I uh, designed a Soul Fire Woman's Way coaching. And so really it's about releasing your story, finding your truth, um, getting into your body, you know, getting into the truest, wisest, most loving part of yourself, uh, and then stepping into your power, which is really what this is all about. So it's about wisdom, power, and freedom and the freedom is, is really an inner freedom right so at, yeah. we keep talking about healing but that's what it is it's inner it's inner freedom and once you have that you have you know who you are always meant to be and there she was all along so that, that's the coaching path and then the mentorship is really just taking people on one-on-one -on -one. And working very specifically and directly on that path. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's exciting. It is. It's very exciting. I, I you've got to be just floored by transformations of women that you've helped. Uh, just 
Well, you know, it's they do the, themselves. I just happen to be the facilitator, but uh, it is very humbling work. And I am floored all the time. Oh. You know, and uh, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. how long had this transformation, how long did it take for your, your own freedom? Well, you know, I think it comes in layers. Okay. And so I started, I, I don't know, I think I've been doing it forever, really. Mm -hmm. But there were different catalysts in my life that pushed me in certain directions. I, I feel like I, I get hit over the head with spiritual two by fours every <laughs> now and then. And I've got to, anyway, but I think that there are levels and layers and you, you transform to whatever is needed in that moment. And then at some point in your life, you go deeper and then you go deeper. But it's like, have you ever read a book for the second or third time, a favorite book or something? Yeah. And you go back and aren't you amazed because you you read things you or that you Did. don't feel like you noticed before right. or different things are emphasized. It's like you take what you need at the time. Right. And exactly. then, right. So it's like, uh, I use the analogy or it's like a, uh, woven tapestry that is never really finished. Mm -hmm. We just always are putting another layer on the end, another thread around the end. But I love that. I love that journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh. Now, is there any suggestions or tips you would give to somebody that's just starting out? Um, well, I think the very first thing is to start telling yourself the truth. So to be honest with yourself. And I think the uh, five minute journal writing we talked about in the very beginning is a good way mm -hmm. to do that. You know, if I told myself the truth, I would say, you know, because I'm giving you a journal prompt. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> a lot of times we, I don't want to say we lie to ourselves because I don't think that we intend to do that, but I think we forget what's true. Okay. Right. Right. And so, and then we compromise ourselves and, you know, we do all of those things to be in relationship, to be nice, to be cooperative, the good, good girl, all, all those things, right. We do. Right. And, uh, Right. So start telling yourself the truth. Okay. Being That's totally honest with yourself. And right. you don't have to tell anyone. It doesn't mean that you, you know, you, you have this aha moment and you have to go tell everyone that, you know, I'm not emotionally strong and I just really figured that out for myself. <laughs> you know? right. So that can be your own private truth between mm -hmm. you and the divine or whatever, but being aware of that and accepting that starts moving you in the direction of authenticity. Okay. And that's what you want. Definitely. And that's what you want. Oh, I like that. I do. And I love your analogy about the unfinished tapestry too. Wonderful. I really do. I do. I like that. Oh my goodness. 
Ooh, I could talk to you for a lot longer about this and other subjects there because you got my mind going. So, <laughs> but I'm well, gonna. Well, he can talk anytime. Oh, I know we could. <laughs> we don't have to record it. <laughs> we'll have to do that. Okay. <laughs> Wow, my goodness. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add when your book is coming out? Do you have like a deadline that that'll be available sometime? I, I don't have a deadline. I'm guessing in about um, six weeks to two months. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I know how that goes. Yeah. I know how that goes with editing and then and getting ready. Yes. Yes, well, so this I, is my first experience with it. So oh, you are much more experienced with it than I am. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And this is just a grand book. Honestly, I can't wait for it. I really can't. I'm so excited. And you're going to go some great places and help so many others that are struggling right now, finding their authenticity. Really. Well, thank you, Melinda, for your vote of confidence. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel you. <laughs> all right now are you going to think about maybe doing any kind of workshops in the future or, or any kind of like retreats uh i probably will do uh retreats i'm going to probably develop courses from the book okay. uh, i do workshops locally i'm in north carolina so i i do those but i haven't recorded any yet okay but I will, I will do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to sign off. Do you have okay. anything else you'd like to add, Diane? Uh, I don't. Just keep watching for books. We're going to have yes. a lot of promotions and specials. And so you may be getting a free book somewhere along the way. So Ooh. stay tuned, sign up, find me on Facebook or Yes, here's her link right here on Facebook, Midlife Soul Fire Woman. Woo. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's going to be a lot going on. Oh, I'm excited. You guys got to jump in on that. She's got a lot of great stuff. So thank you so much for watching. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for being here, Diane. Thank, thank you. Thank Melinda. you. I appreciate it. You are most welcome. You guys have a great night, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you later. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you.